here with Doris Lee, who's the general manager of Bastion China and has been the moderator at our Australia-China Business Council's Future of Retail event. And Doris, what were you excited about from the panel? What did you hear? Uh, I think it's a really good mix of speakers today, mm -hmm. and uh, everyone's coming from a uh, different background, but talking about the same thing, uh, retail in Australia. And because uh, uh, I work with lots of retail clients ourselves, mm -hmm. and uh, it's very beneficial for myself as well to understand what's happening in the space. Mm. And you mentioned during your speech you have exposure to many, many different geographies. How would you contrast Australia against, say, Japan in a retail sense? I feel I was talking about that when I was in Japan. Uh, I feel it's more uh, friendly to Chinese tourists mm. uh, from the payment perspective, and uh, uh, from that perspective, feel that Australia is a bit behind the scene because you don't see Alipay and WeChat Pay, which is very popular among Chinese people. Mm. You don't see that often here, so there's still uh, space for Australian to catch up yeah. with other markets. And what? Surprises Australian retailers when they venture into China, uh, from for instance using Bastion China services to go and market to China. What what do the people get surprised about a few months in? Uh, I think there's still lots of uh, education. Uh, I think uh, retailers they're probably surprised about uh, lots of stuff because it's a totally different market, and uh, to most of them it's a bit scary because it's it's very different from cultural perspective and also the amount of consumers in that market is quite different and also the way that you do retail in China is different. We call it new retail. I think Alibaba is talking about this new retail concept all the time mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's focusing on how you actually combine online and offline together and to some of the Australian retailers it's quite new concept to them. We heard anecdotally that there is currently 1.2 million or 1.8 million Chinese tourists as of a 2016 study coming to Australia, and that's going to grow by a factor of four by 2020. That's just astronomical growth, and I mean, considering that people obviously need to get on board with the payment side of things, what do you think Chinese tourists are in your experience? What are they looking for when people market to them in China and then they come to Australia? Uh, so Chinese tourists, uh, by the way, the latest figure is 1.4 million Chinese tourists into Australia. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Chinese tourists, they usually do their homework when they go to another foreign country. So they understand that what kind of experience they want mm -hmm. to have, uh, which place they want to go, and what kind of things that they want to buy. Right. Shopping is a very key part for tourists wherever mm -hmm. they go to another uh, country. So it's a good opportunity for retailers to actually uh, pre-target these people before they leave and mm -hmm. make sure they're on their list. Yeah. So in that regard, for somebody who isn't getting ahead of the Chinese tourist who's doing their research mm -hmm. to come here, they probably have no chance of getting into that buying journey then. Uh, not really, because uh, uh, it would be a bit tricky when you, you want to go to target Chinese market because it requires lots of a marketing spend because it's mm. a huge market. And uh, uh, it's very hard to niche target people who's actually planning to go to Australia, right? right. Okay. So we have a solution for that because lots mm. of the uh, tourists now, they, they go to a country, they usually have like friends and families there and especially for Australia because lots of uh, uh, because there's lots of students and new migrants here mm -hmm. and uh, uh, they attract lots of their fa family and friends coming here mm -hmm. and uh, word of mouth and the recommendation is a key thing in China yeah. so say if I have a friend coming from China the first thing he's going to do is asking me about my opinion where he should go and what he should buy mm -hmm. so what brands can do is they can actually talk to the people who's based in Australia and use them as the brand ambassador to influence the people was in China. Yeah. As far as I was aware, if you didn't have an Australian domestic uptake for your product, you've got no chance of getting a Chinese uptake for your products because 
it's based on trust. So if they, people don't trust you in Australia, why are Chinese are internationally going to trust you? Yeah, so there was a, I think there was a period that Chinese people, they love Australian products and they trust that everything from Australia is good. But we have passed that period and mm. now all the consumers are quite sophisticated now. So they do their homework. And also because more and more people, they go abroad mm. and people have connections uh, overseas and they can easily check. And also with the internet, they can easily check if that brand or product is popular among the home country yeah. and you wouldn't want to uh, purchase something that's not established in the home country yet okay so how do people who are coming up with new brands and new products make an entry into this market then uh, I think you need to establish the brand in Australia first before you start to approach China because yeah. people will do their research and make sure that this is a good brand locally mm. yeah mm. very simple then build a good business and the world will want it yeah sounds like the case yeah if there's one thing you wanted people to know about Bastion China, what would you share? Uh, so I would say that Bastion China, we help Australian business to go into the China market. Mm -hmm. And that we start from here with the Chinese community here because it's already a huge market just in front of you. Hmm. Beautiful. And f from my perspective as a content producer, what material are Chinese uh, viewers looking for when they want to learn about a brand? Uh, it, it depends, it depends on the channel they're, they're on. Mm. So at the moment, uh, WeChat is a huge thing, uh, mm. in China. So all the content is actually around WeChat. Mm. So the, all, all the content is actually on the WeChat. So we yeah. create a lot of content for brands for the WeChat. Mm -hmm. And it's also easy for people to actually forward that piece of content to their connections worldwide. Yeah. And the Australian Providence story, like, you know, blue sky, green fields, is that still a very popular thing? Uh, it is. And uh, uh, another thing is Chinese consumers, they are quite practical. Mm. And uh, they want to know the brand information. They want to know the practical information. So we suggest lots of brands that make sure that if, if consumer interested in you, they're interested in your product, they're interested in your brand. Mm. So you don't need to tell too many stories that's not relevant. Make mm -hmm. sure that you're straight to the point. Yeah. And the point of how you use the product, is that what you mean? Yeah. So what's the benefit of the product and uh, how you use that? Yeah, great. So people are time poor and they just want to know what is it? How do I use it? How does it make my life better? Yeah, and also probably get some uh, endorsement. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, influencers and uh, key opinion leaders, they're huge in China and yeah. people believe what they say. So get some uh, uh, Chinese influencers to endorse your brand or products. That would be very helpful. There you go. Information worth millions of dollars straight to you on LinkedIn. <laughs> thanks so much for your time. Uh, thanks.